The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I shall ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we shall come to him and make our home with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words, and my word is not my own. It is the word of the one who sent me. I have said these things to you while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You've heard me say, I think several times, that I feel we are living in a, a crisis of narrative. And what I mean by that is we've sort of lost our sense of the story. And that's really a sad thing to happen because then the scriptures become this strange rule book. And that's just not what it is. Of course, it guides our life, but it's not, that's not what it is. That's not how it functions. Um, the scriptures don't tell us what to do as much as they tell us who we are. That's a very, very important difference to understand and to live out of. It's telling us who we are and who are we. I'd like to just trace our story very quickly um, and hopefully undo some of this crisis of narrative because we live out of our narratives, right? We live out of the stories we tell ourselves. This is why Israel had stories in the first place to give them a sense of identity, to sort of locate themselves on the map. You know how sometimes you go to the park and you've got the big map and there's a little red or blue arrow and it says, you are here. So you can tell where you are in the grand scheme of things. Well, Israel needed that and so do we. So let's just place ourselves in this narrative. And if you would, I'd love you to repeat these little phrases after me because I've got seven markers of who we are, where we are. We are loving creatures of a loving creator. That's who we are. We actually have a loving creator. We didn't give birth to ourselves. Um, and we don't discover ourselves by excelling against some opposition. But we fall into the arms of our maker. But we know the story of Genesis. I mean, it didn't go perfectly. It didn't go so well. It unraveled repeatedly. Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden. And chaos ensues. God gives them prophet after prophet. God gives them an ark to hunker into. That's what this is, by the way. If you look in some of the old iconography, the ark itself looks like a big church because that's what we're doing. We're people of the ark as well. Uh, the new ark as we make this long pilgrimage back to our motherland, which is heaven. We're people of the garden. We're people in communion with the whole created order. That's good for us to think about today, as today is actually World Environment Day. It's also EcoFest, and if you get a chance, wander down to Tondun uh, Gardens. And do it with the lens of Laudato Si in your eyes. Do it realizing that you're a steward of, of this beautiful creation that God's placed us amongst. Secondly, we are slaves set free, a kingly, priestly people. You know, Israel was set apart 
They were meant to be precisely unlike their neighboring nations, unique, consecrated. But they spent a lot of their time trying to imitate their neighbors. Hey God, everyone else has got a king, give us a king. So God gives them a king, David. David must be a pivotal figure if Jesus himself is happy to be called son of David. David's kingdom endures in a, in a new fashion, maybe unrecognizable to those who were there at the time. But this is who we are, gathered in that same kingdom, set apart in a very similar but exalted way. Fast forward to Christmas. We are people of the incarnation. God is no longer some distant, mysterious, abstract idea on some other plane of the universe. He enters into time and space. He has flesh and blood and a voice like yours. He gathers your flesh into his person. We're people of the incarnation. This could not be more important to us. It's a tremendous belief. Tremendous. Which other God has come and walked among their people? We are disciples of the Master, called and chosen. I think one of the beautiful things about the Christian walk of life is that we don't have to do it alone. In fact, we're meant not to. This is why we stress the whole centrality of communion. Together we become one. It's not about me as some little solo ranger, but actually we gather ourselves, we go arm in arm in this big, long journey, as together we take each other home, back to our Father. We are people of the death and resurrection. You know, as I wrote that down, I was going to omit death, but without death there is no resurrection. And actually, what do we have to fear? What's fearful about death now that Jesus has dismantled it? Death by death is undone. Where is its sting? Of course, we grieve the loss of people in this world, but in faith we know our journey with them continues. We're people of the resurrection, and Alleluia is our song. Second last, and this is important, I want to stress this. We are people of the ascension. Never forget that you are part of a body whose head is in heaven. That means part of you is in heaven right now. You make up the mystical body of Christ which permeates all of time and space now. If that's the case, if we make up that person, Christ, our Lord, died, risen, ascended to the Father, what exactly are we occupied with? What fills our minds? You know, Paul often says, keep your minds on the heavenly things. Don't worry about this temporal stuff that comes and goes, gives a passing pleasure and then vanishes like smoke. No, we are part of something different. We're sort of suspended, hanging from our Lord who's gone before us. And we're following him. Lastly, we are people of Pentecost. And this is where we see that little, little tag, you are here. That's where we are. We're sort of in all places at once, but we're here. The Holy Spirit comes upon us today. Today I'd like to say there's a newborn in our midst. And it's you. There's a newborn among us, and it is us. Receive again the breath of life from the mouth of God. Receive the fullness of life and live.